Patrick, you left your notes up here. Uh, I'll take care of them. Don't worry about it. We're in 2 Samuel chapter 5. We'll be looking at verses uh, 17 through the end of chapter 25. And then we're going to get into 2 Samuel 6. But David has fell into the pattern of doing what the other kings of the world were doing at his time. And that was adding wives, adding concubines, and having sons and daughters. And David had many sons and many daughters. But Israel has one constant at at this time as David begins his uh, kingship there, and that's the Philistines. And they, they come looking for David once he is anointed as king by uh, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. And so let's pick it up in verse 17 of chapter 5 of Second Samuel. Now when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David, and David heard of it, and he went down to the stronghold. The Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephraim. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistine? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up. I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. <clears throat> so David went to bel Perazim. And David defeated them there and said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Therefore he called the name of the place Baal-perzim. And they left their images there, and David and his men carried them away. Then the Philistines went up once again and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephraim. Therefore David inquired of the Lord, and he said, You shall not go up, circle around behind them, and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be, when you hear the sound of the marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall advance quickly, for then the Lord will go out before you and strike the camp of the Philistines. And David did so as the Lord commanded him, and he drove back the Philistine from Geba as far as Gezer. The Philistines are the constant, powerful enemy of Israel. And they heard that David is now king over the southern kingdom and the northern kingdom. And they want to kill David. They want to keep Israel in a position of servitude to them, paying taxes and paying tribute to them. It was like they had their own little tax system, and the Israelis supplied their money to the Philistines. They didn't have a choice in it. The Philistines demanded their tribute. But David, he retreats to his stronghold, probably a stronghold that he had developed in his years of running from Saul. And he seeks the Lord concerning this evil pagan uh, people of the Philistines. Verse 19, he says, Lord, shall I go up against the Philistines? Before going into battle, that's a good thing to ask the Lord. The Lord says, go up, David, and I will doubtless deliver the Philistines 
into your hand. David goes up and he soundly defeats the Philistines. The Philistines, they retreat in a hastily manner, but they leave behind them their little idols and their little images, their little gods, you might say. And in verse 21, David and his men carry away these idols. The old King James, and I like it in this verse, it says uh, uh, David and his men burned the idols. They didn't just carry them away, they destroyed them. But the Philistines are very numerous. They regroup themselves. And uh, they're in the valley of Rephraim. And David does not assume to attack them the way he just did in the same manner. He inquires of the Lord one more time. And he is not to go forward, but he's to circle behind them. And David is to come upon them when he hears the sound of the marching in the leaves of the mulberry trees. Then he is to advance quickly when he hears this sound. David obeys and God gives Israel a great victory. Have you ever been out near a forest or the woods and you hear the wind approaching and it's blowing through the leaves and it sounds either like rain is coming or that's wind and you really don't know which it is till it gets upon you, whether it's wind or whether it's rain. The next time we have a thunderstorm, I have a patch of woods. Come on out. We'll listen together. And But it is amazing. You really can't distinguish if it's rain or the wind. But David advances, and he takes the Philistines. Then we come to chapter 6. David, consolidating his power there in Israel, he wants the people to experience the glory of God in a special way. That's a good desire. David wants the people of Israel, the Hebrews, to experience the kabod. That's another word for the glory of God. And it's closely tied to the Ark of the Covenant, which is a symbol of God's presence. But the Kabod goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. When God would come and visit with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day and fellowship with them, and that was known as the Kabod. When Adam and Eve sinned, though, the Kabod departed. And in David's day, the Kabod is, again, is definitely tied and associated with the Ark of the covenant. And the Ark of the Covenant now dwells with Abinadad. And David wants to bring the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem, the city of David, because he wants God's glory where he lives. So let's read 2 Samuel 6, 1 through 7. And again, David gathered all the choice men of Israel, 30,000, and David arose and went with all the people who were with him to Baal Judah to bring up from there the ark of God, 
whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts, who dwells between the cherubim. So they set the ark of God on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadad, which is on the hill, and Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadad, drove the new cart. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadad, which was on the hill accompanying the ark of God, and Ahio went before the ark. Then David and all the house of Israel played music before the Lord on all kinds of instruments, on fir, wood, on harps, on stringed instruments, on tambourines, on sistrums, and on cymbals. It's quite a list. And they were, <clears throat> and when they came to Nahon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen stumbled. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah, and God struck him there for his heir, and he died there by the ark of God. It's good for any of us, it was good for David to want the glory of the God of God and his blessings. We seek God's blessings. I've heard it said that in obedience comes blessings. All God wants us to do is be obedient to him and then he will bless us. But we need to be in harmony and obedience to God's word to experience his blessings. And David's thinking, what better way to bring the ark from Abinadad's house to Jerusalem than on a cart? Just make sure it's a new cart. You know, you can't be using an old cart. But new cart, old cart is not God's way. It's not God's way to transport the Ark of the Covenant. David wants the kabod. He wants the glory of God there with Israel. And he wants the people to experience in Jerusalem God's kabod, God's presence, God's blessings. But to pick and choose how to move the ark was not an option that David should have took on. And he will discover that. God has ways. He has methods of how we are to approach him. You just can't come willy-nilly before the Lord. Our worship is to be what? In spirit and in truth. God says, worship me in spirit and in truth. And it's not a casual thing to worship God. Worship should always be offered from a clean heart. Well, how do you have a clean heart? Just say, Lord, forgive me for any sin or wrong that I've transgressed against you. Clean heart. David has took it upon himself how to bring the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem. And he violates God's way. He violates God's standard statutes of how to move the ark. Ohio will lead the ox uh, that bears the 
you know, the ark. And Uzzah would drive the oxen from alongside of the ark. And the ark is traveling towards Jerusalem, and there's great fanfare. There's a parade. People are shouting and praising the Lord. But then the oxen, they stumble. And notice where they stumbled. At Nahon's threshing floor. A threshing floor is where wheat is separated from the shaft. Uzzah, he placed himself in a bad position before the Lord. He's trying to be God's little helper. The oxen stumble. The cart jiggles. And Uzzah reaches out to steady the ark only to die from his presumptuous touching of the Ark of the Covenant. You weren't supposed to touch it. And the death of Uzzah is brought about by doing the work of God, how? In his own wisdom, in his own strength, in the flesh. And God says, not going to get away with that, Uzzah. I'm going to take your life. And that's a good lesson for any of us that really want to serve the Lord. Do it his way. There at the threshing floor, not only is the wheat separated from the shaft, but the flesh and the spirit are separated there. And Uzzah, he's trying to please God in the flesh, And his life is required for that decision. Let's read now of David's reaction. 2 Samuel 6, 8 through 12. And David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah. And he called the name of the place Perez Uzzah to this day. David was afraid of the Lord that day. And he said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not move the ark of the Lord with him into the city of David, but David took it aside into the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. Now it was told David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom, and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with gladness. David is angry. God can handle us being angry with him. Just be careful that you don't sin in that anger. He's self-secured that he doesn't worry about us being mad at him or angry with him. David delivered the ark to Obed-Edom for three months. He didn't want anything to do with the ark because it had killed his man Uzzah. But David sees the blessings that now God bestows upon Obed's household. But in that three-month period, David has time to reflect. He has an opportunity to investigate how to move the ark 
of the covenant. And I'm sure David consulted with priests and so forth as how to transport the ark. So let's read verses 13 through 23 of chapter 6. And it was so, when those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, that he sacrificed oxen and fatted sheep. Then David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the household of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting with the sound of trumpet. Now as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. So they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in a place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. Then David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And when David had finished offering burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. Then he distributed among all the people, among the whole multitude of Israel, both the women and the men, to everyone a loaf of bread, a piece of meat, a cake of raisins. So all the people departed, everyone to his house. So then David returned to bless his household, and Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today! Uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of his servants, as one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. So David said to Michal, It was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father and all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore, I play music before the Lord. And I will be even more undignified than this and will be humbled in my own sight. But as for the maidservants of whom you have spoken, by them I will be held in honor. Therefore, Michal, the daughter of Saul, had no children to the day. Of her death. David, remember he had fear and he's angry, but it's overcome by David's desire for God's kabod, for God's blessing. David now understands how to move the Ark of the Covenant. He discovered that in that three-month period. And it's to move the Ark of the Covenant, as God prescribed, on the shoulders of the priest. Verse 14, we have David now. He's dancing before the Lord in a humble, undignified manner. And he only has on his linen uh, gown, which is similar to a nightshirt type thing. And he's doing it with great fanfare. Trumpets and shouting along with the sacrifice, the ark is brought into Jerusalem. But Michal, David's retrieved wife, remember, he, <clears throat> he had um, Abner. He had Abner bring uh, Michal back to him as his wife, who had been his wife under Saul. But she looks upon David's whirling and dancing before the Lord, and she despises David in her heart. 
That's a strong word. She didn't dislike it. She wasn't offended by it. She despised David for dancing before the Lord in worship. She says to him, how glorious was the king of Israel today. You were shameless by uncovering yourself, David. And David's reply, the Lord chose me instead of your father to rule over Israel. We're not going to do the way things the way your father, King Saul, did them. Therefore, I will play music before the Lord. God hears David's humble reply, and Michal was barren to the day of her death. One way to make her barren was what? Just don't do your husband duties with your wife, you know. And I'm sure David said, that's it. There's no more relationship with us, McCall. And uh, she goes childless until her death. But what we have here, we have those who have a tendency to be expressive in worship. And they like this passage that speaks of David dancing before the Lord. I try my best not to be critical of the way other people worship God. Notice also that music is involved in this worship. We try to worship with skilled instruments and and singing, and we try to bless our Lord with our talents and our efforts And that's mostly through the worship team. So I'm glad we have a worship team. And, but David, after he completes his offering and his sacrifices, David does something special. And God's timing always amazes me. Earlier this month, we decided we would have communion today. Little did I know that David would offer the elements of communion on the re-entry of the ark to Jerusalem. And David, he gave all the people a meal. He gave them bread and raisins or bread and wine along with meat. He gave them what we will partake of this morning, the elements of communion. Now, the requirements for communion are very simple in my opinion. 